Have you ever felt underappreciated? Have you ever felt that you've worked hard, put your heart and soul, your blood, sweat and tears into something and then nobody expressed any appreciation for what you had done? I venture to say that all of us have been there at some point or another and I know that I certainly have. The Gospel writer Luke records a time when this happened to a woman called Martha who was so upset that she wasn't getting any recognition for her hard work that she asked Jesus, who was visiting her home, to sort things out. Now most sermons I've ever heard about Martha and her sister Mary seem to end by asking a question, are you a Martha or a Mary? Are you like Mary, someone who will take time to sit and listen to Jesus? A prayer, a thinker, someone who reflects calmly on life? Or are you like Martha, someone who can't sit still, always has to be doing and therefore maybe missing out on hearing what God wants to tell you? And I wonder if the vast majority of us then go home feeling that we've failed in some way because we feel more like a Martha and we think we are maybe meant to be more like a Mary. But is that really all there is to this story? It could be that there is more to the story of Mary and Martha than perhaps we first realise. And in order to see it, perhaps we need to look at its context within the Gospel. You see, it appears immediately after the parable of the Good Samaritan. And it's been suggested by several biblical scholars that the Mary and Martha story is there as a balance to the action portrayed in the parable of the Good Samaritan. That parable, which comes just before today's reading, is told in response to the question of a lawyer who asks Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And in response to this question, Jesus tells him that he must love God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbour as yourself. Do this and you will live. And then in response to the lawyer's question and who is my neighbour, Jesus tells the story of the Samaritan who shows mercy to an unknown man who was a victim of thieves, concluding with the words, go and do likewise. The emphasis in that passage, just before today's reading, is on action. Do this and you will live. Go and do likewise. Immediately following this, we get the story of Mary and Martha, where we see Mary following the first great commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. And Martha following the second great commandment, love your neighbour. As yourself. But here's the thing, Martha is distracted by all that she is doing and fulfilling that part of the commandment. And she comes to Jesus and in her anxiety, in her frustration, she asks him to rebuke Mary. Not help me, but tell Mary off. She's got it wrong. Lord, she says, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. And I don't think that the response of Jesus to Martha's plea 
is a criticism of her service nor of her love for him. Rather, it's a response to her distraction, her anxiety and her anger and a response to how she regards the choice made by Mary. Basically, Jesus says to her, Martha, Martha, don't be so worried and troubled about so many things. Relax, lighten up. One thing is needful. Mary has chosen something good for this time and that will not be taken from her. End of story. Well, again, perhaps not. It probably needs a little more unpacking. You see, Jesus was not concerned about what Martha was doing outwardly. He's not telling her to stop what she's doing and do what Mary's doing. Rather, it seems to me that he's concerned about what Martha was feeling inwardly. His concern was for Martha herself. He was concerned about her attitudes. When Jesus looked at Martha that day in that emotional scene, I think he saw some red flags, some warning signals, some destructive attitudes within her, which were more harmful to Martha herself than to anyone else. Some hurtful attitudes that in many ways are petty attitudes and reactions, but ones which can have repercussions to mind and spirit. So what were these attitudes which were in Martha? Well, one seems to be resentment. And resentment is a kind of seething anger, an anger that festers. And we see it here in the Mary and Martha story in a couple of dramatic ways. First notice the words used to describe Martha. Distracted, worried, upset. That's what resentment does to you. But more than that, her resentment was cutting her off from her sister. And that is why resentment is so dangerous. It separates us from people. But that seething, festering kind of anger can do more than that. It can separate us from God if we let it become our all-consuming focus. Another attitude that we can see in Martha is intolerance. She is of the opinion that her way is the only way. All Martha could see was that Mary wasn't helping her, wasn't doing the things for Jesus that she was. It didn't seem to occur to her that something else might be more important or needed at that point in time, something that wasn't temporal but eternal, something that was of spiritual worth. It didn't seem to occur to her that she had no say in Mary's relationship with the Lord, that she was responsible only for her own. And then there's another attitude that comes across in how Martha deals with what she sees as an unjust situation for her personally. She's unkind. She's mean as she tries to make her sister Mary look bad to others by making herself look good. Look how hard I am working and Mary's doing nothing. She's leaving me to do it all. Tell her she should be helping me. But as often happens when someone tries to do that, it backfires. As Jesus points out that what Mary is doing is perfectly acceptable and he's not going to break that relationship by moulding it into Martha's view of what it should be. Now we could leave the story there or I could take us down the route of asking ourselves if we are ever a bit like Martha, a bit resentful or intolerant or unkind in how we respond to others. 
or perhaps down the well-worn path of asking ourselves who we are like. Are we like Mary, someone who will take time to sit and listen to Jesus? Or are we like Martha, someone who can't sit still, always has to be doing and maybe missing out on hearing what God wants to tell us? Or I could even speak about how I think this story also has something to say to us about balance in our lives. That yes, some of us are more like Martha and some of us are more like Mary, but what we are perhaps called to do is combine the two in order to fill the great commandments of love God and love others. But as I thought about this story of the two sisters, I became aware of how often we see those traits of resentment, intolerance and unkindness in our world on a much larger scale. It's not only in or between families or different churches even, but also between the peoples of different countries. And what Jesus tells us is, in all those situations, there is a better way where rather than resentment, intolerance or unkindness, there is instead love, respect and compassion. And as with many things, it should start with us. So I end with these words from Paul's letter to the Colossians in chapter 3. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love which binds them together in perfect unity.